Welcome to the IoT Idols podcast. I'm Ryan Cousins, co-founder and CEO of Critical. We help bring bleeding-edge technology products to market through a combination of hardware and software modules and professional engineering services. We believe every innovator has a powerful collection of experiences and knowledge that can help inspire others in their field. If you have a story you'd like to share, stick around at the end of the show and we'll explain how you can be a guest on one of our upcoming episodes. In just 15 to 20 minutes, you could be the next IoT Idol. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to IoT Idols, Innovators to Watch. This is our very first episode together, and we're really excited that you are joining us and also joining us today to introduce the podcast and to let you know a little bit more about what we are going to explore in this time is Ryan Cousins. And I'm so excited. Ryan, thank you, one, for allowing me to be your podcast host, and two, just this amazing project and I'm excited to learn more about what we're going to be doing. Yeah, thanks a lot, right? Yeah, it's uh definitely looking forward to it. Um, you know, one of the things that we found was super useful uh for us, you know, developing new systems, getting new projects, getting new pro new products to market over the years was having insights from other people who'd kind of been there, done that um, from a really a wide array of backgrounds. Um, it's, you know, in addition to the technical side and engineering side of things, um, having really some great experienced people give us some advice and pointers uh, from the business side of things, you know, whether that's um, sales and marketing or, uh, you know, project planning, kind of product specification type thing, customer interactions, um, you know, accounting finances, all the kind of all of the stuff that kind of goes into getting a successful uh, IoT Internet of Things product to market, um, you know, as kind of as quickly, as efficiently and painlessly as possible. Uh, you know, the, the idea is for us to what the real point of this podcast is to uh, help others kind of uh, piggyback on that. So not only learn from our successes and failures, um, you know, because I'm sure we'll be, uh, you know, intertwining those throughout the throughout the series, but really kind of ca catching the, um, the experience and the kind of trials and tribulations, successes and failures, all that kind of stuff of others in the field. So really looking for um, you know, experts, anything from, you know, one-off startup founders and, and you know, inventors um, to, you know, full-fledged, uh, you know, project managers and, and product managers at, at larger companies and everything kind of in between, um, kind of getting those different perspectives, I think will provide a really interesting mix of, uh, you know, of, of experiences, expertise um, and, and stories, you know, so hopefully, you know, not only will it be educational, but I think uh, a lot of the stories will be you know pretty entertaining along the way. We will we will absolutely have a lot of fun as we embark on this journey. And it occurred to me that some members of our audience may be very aware of what the Internet of Things is. But I, for those that are tuning in for the first time and maybe exploring a new discipline that they didn't necessarily knew that they were going to be joining when they found us, do you mind introducing the concept and, and what the Internet of Things really is? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, over time, the old the definition of Internet of Things has grown uh, relative to, I mean, the size of the Internet of Things. Um, so if you kind of think of the traditional, quote unquote, Internet, um, it's really it's really just bits and bytes kind of moving around from place to place. Uh, you know, you have this this network of it, it, there's infrastructure, but when we think of the internet in terms of, you know, the people who are actually using it, um, it's usually the information and data you're, you're extracting from or contributing to the quote unquote internet. Um, the internet is the backbone of, you know, almost all of modern life, <laughs> you know, as we know it. Um, but the, the things portion of the internet of things is kind of what's <laughs> that's, so you know, wide <laughs> exactly yeah so that's sort of where you get this uh we like to call a cyber physical interface so you have this connection between the things that we can physically touch and exist in the you know space time kind of continuum that, that we know um and this kind of invisible uh you know network that makes up the internet so basically connecting devices that we might not have ever connected before or maybe being connected and used in different ways to this this like kind of base uh, uh this base network so it's it's really a way to think of it is you're kind of creating this new i wouldn't say a new universe per se that's a little bit further out there but <laughs> kind of this new way of, of viewing the the world uh as we know it's where you have this combination of um physical objects and digital data and combining those things in new and creative ways that make you know either things more efficient um you know less either capitally intensive uh or maybe it's it's you know, optimizing some process or monitoring something. So, you know, there's a lot of a lot of new applications. You know, the the cheaper and cheaper uh, high quality, for example, sensors get, um, and the growing ubiquity of connectivity, uh, whether that's you know wired or wireless. It could be cellular, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, Zigbee. You know, the thousand different standards they have for all that stuff. Um, you know, and even not only how that relates to kind of just consumer applications. So, you know, an internet of things, consumer application might be um, say like a fitness wearable, uh, you know, some or smartwatch or something like that. That's a thing that's connected to the internet. Um, you know, and it, it, there's, there's consumer type applications, but also, you know, in what they call industrial IOT or, uh, you know, IOT or industri industry 4.0, which is, you know, if you think about, um, you know, manufacturing plants have gone from, you know, just, uh, you know, standalone, you know, everyone's kind of uh, working in a silo or not, not a physical silo, but like working in kind of isolation in an isolated factory, um, building an assembly line of stuff to now you have fully automated production lines that are transmitting, you know, real time data to kind of a, some mastermind who's watching over all of it, you know, looking for um, dips or in spikes in production. And you kind of, it gets, it allows you to kind of monitor what's actually going on, the, you know, physical throughput of things in, in real time by way of the quote unquote internet. So that's sort of the, you know, there's a lot of other things that kind of go into it, but that's sort of just the, 
the general overview of what we're talking about when we're when we're referring to Internet of Things. And it's so exciting because it is so vast and there's so much to explore and there's so much opportunity. And, you know, for me, I remember being a, a little kid running around a, a factory, you know, and, and not you know, running around, but you know what I mean, you know, with my father and my grandfather, both working in factories and seeing the type of industrial equipment that they were around to the type of equipment that my father's around today and uses his mobile device so much to control or monitor output and the, the, the team and the equipment. It's just, it's fascinating. And that's only in the last decade. And so to think mm -hmm. about where we're going in the future and to, you know, potentially have some of these future innovators right here in one community together is, is super powerful. And so I'd love for you to introduce Ryan a little bit about the team, about your products and, and kind of how you got to where we are here today. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, we, uh, our, our background, our, our founding team's background is, is really in embedded systems and mechatronics. So it's this embedded systems, you know, just as a like kind of quick aside, um, it's basically you can think of an embedded system as a computer that's designed for a very specific purpose. So you have kind of general purpose computers, uh, say, you know, a, a desktop PC or a laptop or something like that, um, that is, doesn't really have one function. It does a whole bunch of different things, just whatever you need to do at the time. You open up a word processor or an email client or a web browser. You're doing a bunch of random stuff. And, um, you know, they, they have to be really, they have to be pretty powerful and a lot of times overpowered uh, because they, it's kind of a catch-all. You have to be able to do everything at least pretty well. Um, an embedded system is a, a, in a very similar kind of concept where you have just kind of the core components of what makes a computer a computer, um, you know, your processor, your memory, you know, all, this, all these different components. Um, but you're usually optimizing the performance uh, and all the specifications of that computer for a very specific purpose. So, you know, you're taking into consideration performance um, if power efficiency, you know, compute per watt kind of stuff, uh, size, weight, um, how much it costs to manufacture the thing, all these different different uh, concepts and, and kind of optimizations you have to think of. And you implementing that for, say, for example, a controller for a robotic arm, or uh, maybe it's an autopilot for an unmanned aerial vehicle or something to that effect. I mean, there's, you know, thousands and thousands of applications for embedded, uh, you know, and, and there's some crazy, I can't remember exactly what the estimate is, but there's, there's some, you know, order orders of magnitude kind of estimate for how many more embedded system, individual embedded systems there are than general purpose computers in the world. Um, like your microwave is runs on an embedded system. Um, sure. so, you know, it's, uh, so that's what our kind of background is with the mix of, you know, my personal backgrounds in, in mechanical engineering, um, so, and, and so is one of my founders. Uh, so, you know, he, we have, a, you know, extensive experience with robotics and mechatronic system design and, um, you know, combining that with the embedded side of things, you know, you get, that's when you get into automated systems and, and stuff like that, highly integrated uh, projects. So with that whole background and uh, we were doing a lot of um, embedded and mechatronic system development works on a consulting basis. And what we found was we we ended up 
repeating the same kind of we ended up recreating the same core components for each each project that came along and so we we had a brain that we were rebuilding for every single device you know the in project we were working on so eventually you know it just kind of <laughs> dawned on us that well we know all this stuff about these different industries and kind of what makes for a successful project and what are the kind of core components what if we just came up with a way to miniaturize that and productize it um, so people don't have to recreate the, you know, kind of reinvent the wheel uh, at the beginning of every project. So that's how we ultimately invented our uh, Snickerdoodle platform, um, which is like a basically a, a little miniature computer, an embedded embedded computer um, that's all software reconfigurable and you know compact, affordable, scalable, all that kind of stuff to allow people to fast forward the entire front end of their development. So you don't have to worry about all of the super complicated, you know, uh, electromechanical design, the software integration, kind of getting everything up and running and functioning, um, you know, connected to the internet, all these different things that are usually, they're not that easy to do. Um, even if you're starting from kind of a, uh, just like a, a, some sort of baseline kind of development platform kind of thing. Um, we, the whole idea with Snickerdoodle is we have this pre-built package with all this pre-integrated software um, in a compact form factor that's ideal for applications that are either highly mechatronic or high bandwidth. So, you know, networking, computer vision, that type of stuff. Um, so, you know, that's sort of the the uh, the standpoint that we're viewing all this stuff from and where we're coming from. Um, and what we do is we work with a lot of companies who are building end products. So, you know, Snickerdoodle ultimately is a component or subcomponent, subsystem, whatever you want to call it, um, really a brain for a bigger project. So, um, you know, th things we've worked on, anything from uh, six-axis robotic controllers for industrial automation, um, you know, computer vision systems, uh, retail automation, uh, you know, defense and, and military and defense and surveillance kind of stuff uh, where you're doing remote, like low power, high endurance, high performance, remote sensing kind of stuff. Um, so it's a super wide array. You know, we have a customer right now is using Snickerdoodle as a uh, pinball machine accessory. They basically That's connect awesome. pinball machines to the internet. So uh, it's, it's cool because it's, I mean, it's tricky to navigate that when you have, you know, one device that can do so many different things. Um, you know, that's, that can be hard to kind of figure out what is the right thing to target and when and all that kind of stuff. But it's super exciting for us because we get exposed to so many cool projects, whether we're, working with them directly or just really providing the assistance, the kind of uh, uh, technical background and um, the tools to make those projects more successful. That's amazing because it seems like Snickerdoodle can save so much time and resources for a, a project or a team because to your point, you don't have to rework the same types of things over and over. You can build off of a foundation. Yeah. And, and the thing too, it's, it's interesting that, you know, there's, there's definitely the technical element of it, which, you know, is kind of what you're talking about there, which is the, the kind of nitty gritty details of, okay, well, how do I integrate all these components onto a board? And, you know, I'm going to have to go through a certain number of revisions to get the thing, you know, reliably booting up and be, make it manufacturable. 
um, you know, and, and getting all the software brought up for that and integrating individual, you know, external blocks and application layers and all these different kinds of things that are, that are just huge technical hurdles and, you know, is, is what really what often results in massive project delays um, and, you know, and sometimes failures uh, if you're not kind of prepared for those things. But also kind of on the back end, uh, there's the whole issue of supply chain management and manufacturing. And there's all of these, you know, costs and time sucks that, that draw away from, you know, what your, as an, as a end user, as a, you know, product developer um, or manufacturer, you don't necessarily want to deal with all of that stuff. I mean, if you can, the more of those problems you can solve without making the all those individual components prohibitively expensive, the better the better equipped you are to actually scale a part of business, a part of your business that's sort of the core value add. So, you know, we, as a result, so we just give you this module that you plug into to a board um, that has, you know, hundreds of components on it and all of these issues from, you know, supply chain, uh, you know, uh, constraints, um, you know, cha- fluctuating pricing and lead time issues and all of these different variables, uh, you know, dealing with alternates, you know, I mean, we have, we have like a 10 year guarantee on snickerdoodle availability. So kind of having that, um, that reliability to not have to manage that all for yourself to say, well, I know that either this company is going to provide it for, you know, the next 10 years for me and, in, in, you know, largely the same form factor and everything, or that, you know, they're going to make it possible for me to, to manufacture in a worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's that part of it is, you know, a, a big component that I think a lot of people don't factor in, which is it just I mean, in projects in general, not it's not just unique to Snickerdoodle, but having these these more complex components um, that aren't just tech necessarily technically complex, but also from a you know supply chain, you know, management and all those kind of things that ultimately, you know, if you don't have a solution for all those things up front, that's going to come back to bite you at some point. And it's going to result in best, you know, best case scenario, you know, disappointed or kind of upset customers and worst case scenario, you just run out of cash while you're waiting for stuff to show up. And that's, you know, that's all she wrote. So, you know, it's a, there's a number of different problems we're kind of, we're, we're addressing there and building on the whole ecosystem, you know, over time, making, uh, making the software more compelling and listening to customer feedback to, make sure what we're offering is, you know, in line with what the the kind of core pain points are and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's stuff we really get enjoyment out of. That's amazing. And I think our audience will probably get uh, a lot out of that as well. And so, you know, thinking of IoT idols and, and innovators to watch, I would love, you know, for you to just kind of wrap us up here, Ryan, and, and let the audience know, you know, what types of other entrepreneurs might we be hearing from as they join us on this journey? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, we're, we're hoping to have some of our uh, customers come on, you know, early on just to kind of say, tell their experience, not specifically with, with our product, but, you know, what they've kind of learned from, um, from their, uh, their process of getting their products to market, you know, all the things that, I mean, because, you know, not everyone's going to take our word for it in terms of what's hard and what isn't, um, because everyone comes at it from different perspectives, you know, what, what might be, you know, hard or easy for us, uh, you know, having our specific background and embedded systems and all that kind of stuff 
might be totally different from, you know, somebody else who say is run a manufacturing line before or something like that, or, and, but doesn't have any embedded systems experience. So, um, you know, I think, you know, it's going to be an interesting combination, like I mentioned, kind of mentioned earlier on of small kind of one person, two person organizations, you know, they're just getting off the ground you know, they got this great idea. Maybe they know exactly how to execute it. Maybe they have no idea how to execute it from a technical perspective. Um, but you know, it's, it's kind of, what their kind of key pain points were, where they started from, their whole journey through that, you know, it can uh, also involve some fundraising stuff and other business considerations from from a startup uh, perspective, um, as well as, you know, p- learning from people who maybe have, have worked at or are working at larger corporations, um, kind of what their journey looked like, how, what it was like to work with uh, bigger development teams, some of the the trials, uh, um, tribulations there, and you know, and and you know, d- different how people have jumped maybe between uh, positions, um, either maybe going from, uh, say, engineer to project manager, or you know, sales to engineer, or uh, you know, s- uh, developer to um, startup founder, or you know, all of these different kind of transitions and how those were navigated, and you know, kind of whatever little, uh, little tidbits they can provide to people on the way, I think are going to be super interesting to hear about. And, you know, it's better than listening to me just blather on, uh, you know, <laughs> blather on all day about this stuff. I think, you know, getting that, getting those different perspectives, I think is what people are going to really appreciate, uh, you know, longer term if they, if they stay, uh, stay tuned. And it's so exciting to one, listen and hear about one's journey, but there's always so much value to your point. I mean, we learn so much more from our failures sometimes than from the successes. And what I've found, especially in this space, we're not afraid to talk about the failures because we're all innovators and we're all looking for something better than what's here today. And so I feel like we're so quick to talk about those things and and help others not make those same mistakes. Oh yeah. I mean, the bottom line is if, if you're not failing at something, I don't really know if you can consider yourself an innovator of anything. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of part of the definition is you just, you just try, you just kind of pound against something or beat your head against the wall, you know, enough times until it works. Uh, you know, and if you don't give up, you're going to see a benefit from that. So, I mean, I think it's, it's, you know, talking, I think another thing is that talking through the failures, um, as opposed to just giving, you know, kind of the bottom line and just going to somebody and saying, here's what you should do. Don't ask any questions uh, is way less effective as a learning tool than saying, you know, here's what I suggest doing. And here's the backstory of how I got to that conclusion. And then by the time you're done telling that evolving, you know, kind of laying out that story, uh, people are, I think are going to realize like, whoa, like, okay, first of all, this person has been there, done that, knows what they're talking about, but also that path sounds terrible. Uh, maybe I will, <laughs> will kind of learn from, you know, all of their experiences. And so I think, and, you know, in generally speaking, I think whether, you know, for, for whatever reason, I think people genuinely enjoy hearing about failures more than successes, not because, you know, people just enjoy watching other people fail by any means, but it's just a, it does provide a more kind of compelling story. And, and I think, for me, anyway, it helps hearing about those those stories 
helps give you some perspective when you're going through stuff and you're finding it really hard. And, you know, you're, you're always thinking to yourself, at least, at least I'm always thinking to myself, like, why do I suck so much at this? Like, why, why am I the only one who finds X, Y, and Z this hard? Like how I'm sure nobody else in the world has this problem because, you know, and I'm just a fool and I can't figure it out for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. But so hearing that, that other people do indeed have those exact same, same issues and have actually had to learn from those mistakes and whatever the, the specific topic is. Um, I think that's super helpful. Just kind of keeping, keeping you going, you know, if, and, and also kind of allowing you to make, you know, more objective decisions when you come to some of these harder decisions you have to make, um, you know, thinking back from, okay, well, I remember this story, you know, and how this person came out the other end all the factors that they took into their decision-making process, all that stuff's super, super interesting and useful. So hopefully that's what we'll be providing to, to people listening. Well, that's so exciting. Thank you so much again for allowing me to participate in this journey and be a part of the team. And thank you for kicking off this first episode. And we're so excited for the audience, you tuning in uh, to join us as we embark on this journey together. And so, Ryan, before we close, what is the best way for the audience to stay connected to us and yourself? Yeah, for sure. You can go and uh, check out our, our website uh, and sign up for our mailing list. Uh, it's krtkl.com. It's pronounced, spelled kind of weird, but it's pronounced critical. Um, if you just search for KRTKL and any, you know, any, uh, search engine will be the first 500 results. So there's that, but, uh, but yeah, you can check that out. Um, you can find us on Twitter, uh, LinkedIn and Facebook again, you know, searching for critical, critical ink, any of those kinds of things. Um, you know, a great way to follow us. We'll be, we tweeting out and, you know, posting, um, each new, each new episode that comes out. Um, and obviously, you know, wherever you find your podcast, you know, you can just obviously subscribe to our, our IOT idols, uh, podcast and yeah, I mean, hopefully, uh, you know, you'll hear after the first few episodes, I think the, the, the guests and the topics will be super interesting and, and, you know, uh, diverse enough that, you know, it's not, you won't be hearing the same thing over and over again. Um, I think it'll, it'll really be a great array of, of people who are all trying to build and create great things and, you know, just learning from the whole experience and picking up on hopefully some little tidbits and useful pieces of information along the way. So I think it's going to be great. Amazing. And and thank you again. And again, thank you all for tuning in to IoT Idols Innovators to Watch. We will see you on the next episode. Hey, this is Critical CEO Ryan Cousins again. Thanks for listening to this episode of the IoT Idols podcast. If you're an accomplished engineer, inventor, product manager, or technology entrepreneur, and would like to be featured on an upcoming episode, please go to critical.com slash podcast slash apply. That's K-R-T-K-L dot com slash podcast slash apply. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend or share it on social media and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. If you know someone you'd like to have us interview, let them know about the show or tag them on social media using the hashtag IoT Idols. We're always looking for great guests eager to share their stories with our audience. We're regularly posting new episodes, so make sure you subscribe to our podcast, follow us on social media, and join our mailing list at critical.com. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, be excellent.